What is going on, world? What's up, everyone? It's Zero here. I hope all of you are having a fantastic, fantastic day so far, and I am extremely excited, ladies and gentlemen, to be bringing you all the very first, um, or I should say the second episode of the 8 Below podcast. So episode two of the 8 Below podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. And when I said first podcast, I actually mean the first podcast of Call of Duty, and I'm extremely excited to be talking about none other than Call of Duty uh, here with all of you tonight. It's going to be a, a really big night, I should say. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about, about this podcast and talking about everything in the world of Call of Duty. So, you guys, I want to say thank you so much for the recent support I've been getting on the 8 Below podcast. We did our very first episode talking about Gears of War 4, um, as well as Gears 5, mainly with the, with the focal point, talking about just Gears of War as a whole. Now we're going to be doing Call of Duty. And as I said, everyone, just as a quick reminder, and I'll probably be doing this pretty consistently, at least for the first few weeks of the podcast, we are going to be doing four games in particular when we're talking about just everything in the world of esports and, and gaming and such, but the four main games of interest are going to be Gears of War, Call of Duty, StarCraft, and Fortnite. So those are the four games that are going to be the kind of the pivotal, I guess you could say, points of interest in our podcast or my podcast, uh, which is of course 8 Below. And I'm extremely excited about tonight. We're going to be talking about Call of Duty Black Ops 4, some of the the really interesting things going on there, uh, they have some, of course, new uh, additions to the game, some new updates, which I'm really excited to talk to you all about. And then also, you know, later on, I want to talk a little bit about the future of Call of Duty moving forward. So we're just going to jump right into this thing, talking about Call of Duty Black Ops 4. And, you know, let's start off with a little bit of some esports stuff. Obviously, we had the very first event, MLG Vegas, which I thought was an absolutely fantastic event. I thought MLG did an incredible job hosting the very first of of the kind of like of the next season of Call of Duty uh, in Black Ops 4. And I just my personal opinion, everyone, just my personal opinion, this game, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, somehow, some way is just consistently doing so, you know, it just feels like the Call of Duty Black Ops uh, you know, sub-series of Call of Duty is has just been so far and away better than the other games as of late, I should say. I mean, that's really something that that I've been kind of really kind of paying a lot of attention to. As you've been looking at all the games in Call of Duty that have been coming out, we've had some very inconsistent Call of Duties where it just it really felt like Activision Blizzard had lost touch with the community, and now it feels like at, at long last, everything is kind of coming back around, and Activision Blizzard is kind of, uh, or I should really say Activision in, the, in this standpoint, but Activision's really trying to gain the trust of, of us as, as players and consumers, and so that's really exciting stuff. And Call of Duty Black Ops, this, you know, franchise is obviously the biggest in Call of Duty, and it's uh, definitely run by some of the best people in the entire industry. David Vonderhaar, absolute kudos to this guy for just bringing us such a, a another fun-filled game that has just so much, you know, there's so much content that can be made around it and so much excitement and fun that you can really have around Call of Duty Black Ops 4 um, between zombies, between Blackout, as well as the multiplayer. There is just so much 
that you can uh, that you really can take in, and that kind of gets us into the whole esports side. And what I was saying at first was obviously MLG Vegas was very good, in my personal opinion. But I, I really think that this sets it up for a really successful year of esports in, in the Call of Duty, you know, space at least. I, I think that it's a really good setup point for Call of Duty, and I think we're going to have a fantastic year, fantastic 2019 up and coming now in Call of Duty. I think it's going to be incredible, and I thought it was amazing the narrative where you know Optic had its worst year ever as an organization in the Call of Duty space, and they all of a sudden come out and they show everyone what they're made of in uh, Black Ops 4 and they already win the first event and that was absolutely incredible. So, spoiler alert for those of you who did not know, I would expect most of you who are watching this know what would, what happened as far as uh, CWL Vegas goes. But I got to say, you know, uh, there are other teams that I'm really surprised and I, I'm really looking at E-United and I know they were in the grand finals of the CWL in Vegas. But I'm, I'm really expecting a lot from them this upcoming year. I think they're going to be a really tough team, um, you know, as as the game kind of progresses. You know, I'm surprised in FaZe. I thought FaZe was going to be a lot better. Uh, and they seem to, I don't know, not not be quite as good as I was expecting FaZe to be. Now, this is the first event, so, you know, the game is new. A lot of people and players are still trying to kind of figure out how other teams are playing and how other teams are strategizing. So, it's it kind of obvious to me as far as that's concerned. But, uh, I am, you know, I, I really think the future of Black Ops 4, as far as the esports side of things, is going to be incredible. I, I really think we're going to have one of the best years in Call of Duty. Because let's look, let, let's kind of, let's go back here in time. So, as I said, guys, you know, in my very first podcast, I told you all it started with Gears of War for me, and then it moved into Call of Duty. I got into COD 4, which was, you know, the first uh, Call of Duty I really put uh, a lot of time and effort into, which was Call of, you know, COD 4, Modern Warfare. And I thought that that game was just absolutely spectacular. It was It was the best game at the time, in my opinion, as far as graphics, as far as the story went in the campaign mode. Uh, just a lot of great things there. Well, then moving forward, um, Modern Warfare 2 comes out, and boy, did that ever steal my heart, man, as far as a gamer is concerned. Um, I, I, that was... Uh, a game I put so much time into. That was probably the second or third most time played uh, that I ever had in a video game um, to date. I, I mean, I put so much time into Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and I thought it was just absolutely incredible. I got into the sniping part of things um, when everybody else, when, when there was a lot of, you know, trick shot teams, sniping teams out there. That's when I really got into sniping, and I, I, I never looked back. I really enjoyed sniping in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and that was even elevated even more when Black Ops 2 came out. So, you know, Black Ops 1, I thought, was great. Um, as far as, you know, with the esports side of things, as well as just, you know, the, the content side as well. And then Black Ops 2, when that came out, man, that was, in my opinion, the best game um, ever in the Call of Duty franchise, and it still has not been touched to this day. But anyways, you know, then we had, you know, we, we of course, you know, you get Ghosts, and you have, you know, you know, there's a couple of other decent games in there, MW3, but then you got Advanced Warfare, which changed up everything about Call of Duty, and it wasn't just that they had decided to take one leap of faith with a futuristic kind of game, taking a completely new approach to Call of Duty, they decided to do that three times in a row, Advanced Warfare, um, you know, Infinite Warfare, Black Ops 3, you know, these were all games where they completely 
changed everything about Call of Duty um, in my eyes by making those three games uh, with the jetpacks and the, the you know uh, the boots in the air instead of boots on the ground. And I think that really it, it made a lot of players and creators and and just you know. I guess you're just casual gamers ended up leaving the Call of Duty scene completely to try and play other games. And, you know, a lot of us, we really couldn't blame them. I mean, really, and I couldn't blame them either. You know, I stuck around Call of Duty because um, I have been a massive fan of, you know, Activision and Blizzard as, you know, the best developer, in my opinion, in the world. And I, I really... I've just believed. I have believed in in, in this company um, for so long, and I fe felt that at some point or another they're going to turn the ship and make, go, go in the right direction that the rest of the community wants. And they finally did that with World War II, even though it wasn't the best as far as you know esports goes. It wasn't you know the best game ever made or anything along those lines, but. It, it, it really had some really good qualities to it where it showed that Activision was really trying to turn the ship for us. And then you get Black Ops 4, which um, I believe, guys, has been the best game that, once again, hit my pop filter. Gosh. Uh, anyways, the second time I've done that, you know, in, in this podcast, in these uh, podcasts. But anyways, um, I really felt that in Black Ops 4, this is the best game we have had since maybe Call of Duty Ghosts, maybe even Black Ops 2, maybe MW3. I It's hard to say. I think Black Ops 4, um, in my opinion, is the second best Call of Duty to Black Ops 2. Um, and, and actually, I should say third because I really, I got to put Modern Warfare 2 there um, right behind Black Ops 2. So, so let's say it's top three all time Call of Duty, top three. That is a huge improvement from what we've had here, you know, the past four years, okay? So I, I think that the future of Black Ops 4 is, um, is going to be great moving into 2019, which I think is going to be a massive year for Call of Duty. Now, let, let's talk about... You know, Black Ops 4 is the tip of the iceberg, in my opinion. I think that this is going to lead into so many other things, which I will get into here shortly. And guys, by the way, you're going to be able to expect Call of Duty-based podcasts pretty much every week. Uh, so, like I said, guys, you know, between Gears of War, Call of Duty, StarCraft 2, and Fortnite, you're going to be able to see consistent content out of all four of those games, um, for the most part, on a weekly basis, which I am extremely excited about. Uh, and I can't wait to, I can't wait to continue, you know, keeping you guys updated. And just so you guys know the, the simple layout of the show, at least right now, probably for the first couple of weeks, it's just going to be me on the podcast, but eventually I'm going to start um, hosting some guest stars on the show and, uh, you know, get some other opinions other than my own so that it doesn't really get stale. But the basic gist of it is, guys, is we start off by just talking a little bit about you know a specific to a specific topic on one of these games. Then we get into some news that's happened that week in in the specific game. So in this particular instance, we're going to be talking about some Call of Duty based news, and then of course we wrap up with maybe one more topic at the end of the show. So generally speaking, these these podcasts are going to go about an hour, usually not much over that. So um, that's something that you can kind of expect as well. But nonetheless, we are going to be doing this on a very consistent basis, which I'm, I've been planning on doing this for a long time. So very exciting stuff. Anyways, so let's get back to, you know, talking about Black Ops 4, uh, the future of Call of Duty. Um, I, I really think guys that 
even though this is this has been something I've wanted to talk about for a, a little while, and I've, I've been kind of waiting and waiting to be able to talk about this in a, in a podcast, the, the one of the big things for me, at least with Star with uh, with Call of Duty Black Ops Four, was them taking away a campaign based mode. And guys, I will tell you this right now. I'm similar to Team Martin in this instance, and Team Martin guys was probably one of the biggest creators based around Call of Duty for a very long time, and I think just, you know, there was a lot of, you know, backlash and so on and so forth with him that I think kind of, um, over time, um, he just kind of, you know, was drawn away from Call of Duty and moved on to Fortnite and other games, and, and you know, no one can really blame him for that, um, I certainly cannot blame him for that, but, um, anyways, here's what I will say. Um, he, you know, as, as far as Call of Duty is concerned and in, 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 in the grand scheme of, of all that we're talking about here, this is a game that without a campaign mode, um, I think it worked out actually pretty well. And as I was saying, I, I'm similar to Team Martin in the aspect that I would always play every single time I got a copy of Call of Duty, um, which I pretty much got it opening day, opening night, whatever you want to call it, um, I would always play the campaign first. That was the first thing I would do. And uh, I, I, I usually what I did was I would play maybe a few missions of the campaign. Then I would go on to, you know, maybe zombies mode or multiplayer. And I would kind of switch it up a little bit. But I always played the campaign. And I usually just grinded that out and tried to beat it in, you know, five or six hours, however long it generally would take me. And I got to say, not having a campaign mode in Black Ops 4 really hurt. It hurt a lot for me at least because I'm someone who absolutely loves campaigns and the Black Ops campaigns have historically been the, one of the best, if not the best in the entire franchise. Now I think Modern Warfare, that franchise has had a little bit of a better story than Black Ops because Black Ops always kind of took a little bit more of a futuristic approach whereas Modern Warfare was more of a modern kind of gritty um, kind of... Um, kind of story, you know, it was just really more gritty, and that's what I really liked about Modern Warfare, but Black Ops had the second best, you know, in my opinion, as far as the campaign is concerned, and I always loved playing them. Now, I totally understand the reasoning for Treyarch saying, okay, we're not going to do a campaign mode this year, and I think, you know, the main reasoning for that was so they could focus on the Battle Royale mode, which is Blackout, as well as, you know, the multiplayer and the zombies, and just be fully focused on those, instead of the campaign, which is going to take a lot of time from, you know, f f you know, away from working on other projects and such. And the campaign modes, you know, not that they're not popular, but a lot of people, some people don't even play the campaigns. And it's, it's unfortunate that we've gotten to this point where it's all about multiplayer, because I think there's something about telling a story through, you know, through video games, and it's an absolutely incredible thing. It's, it's, it's so much fun. It's, it's instead of watching a movie, it feels like you're playing in that movie. You are, you know, taking over for this, you know, these characters and such, and I think there's just so much to that, and I think, you know, we'll make a podcast probably at some point or another talking just about that uh, alone, but so that really hurt, guys, as a whole. It really hurt, you know, not having a campaign mode in Call of Duty Black Ops 4. But I will say this. The Call of Duty Black Ops 4 and what they decided to do instead, which was a Battle Royale mode 
and you know obviously putting all that time and effort into you know and, and all their focus on the multiplayer the blackout as well as the zombies I think uh, actually worked out pretty well for them I really do I think it worked out well and I am okay with it because blackout is so good it is so good I I really enjoy Blackout. You know, there's little bugs and things that need to be fixed up every, you know, every so often. We're going to be talking about one of the updates that came out for Blackout. But I, I really do enjoy Blackout as a whole. I think it's a, I think it's a great game mode. And the multiplayer itself, I absolutely love the multiplayer. I love it, guys. Uh, like I said, the third best multiplayer, in my opinion, in the entire Call of Duty um, series. You know, right behind Black Ops 2 and Modern Warfare 2, you got Black Ops 4. And that's a, that's saying something, you know, this far out. And, and, you know, we can always say that, oh, yeah, Call of Duty is the same every single year. They change things, though this year for us in a good way not in a way where it was like so futuristic where you had jetpacks and stuff like that it was more we are boots on the ground it's a little bit futuristic but you also get a blackout battle royale mode with a consistently evolving map that's constantly changing as we go and we're going to talk about that here very shortly as well so let's go ahead and l let's talk about a few of these things that kind of uh that are somewhat, you know, changing or, you know, um, I, I, I think that this is, this is going to be absolutely, uh, this is going to be absolutely crucial and, and really huge in the grand, in the grand scheme of things, guys. So let's talk about these things. Uh, the blackout update. So new vehicle, new area, new look, it's a whole new day in blackout. So this is what's so cool about, um, this Operation Absolute Zero, which of course was going to be one of the big drops that, that, that came out here. Um, it came out for PlayStation 4 currently. It hasn't come out on Xbox or any other platform as of yet. But it starts on PlayStation 4, and that's simply because, um, as a lot of you probably already know, that Activision has a partnership right now with PlayStation 4. I think it ends after this Call of Duty, so maybe Microsoft will um, take over, or Xbox will take over for next year, and everything will come, all the first updates will come out on Xbox first moving forward for a few years. But um, it's kind of gone back and forth over the years. But anyways, so Operation Absolute Zero doesn't just drop in a new specialist to Call of Duty Black Ops 4. We've got a whole mess of updates, blackout updates now and in the near future. So you drop into Blackout's newest destination, which is Hijacked. Yes, guys, the classic, classic Hijacked from none other than Black Ops 2. This Black Ops 2 luxury yacht is anchored just off the coast, ready to board while exploring what's on deck, clear the craft of enemies, and gear up for the final circle. And that's what, um, I gotta say, guys, I love that they added Hijacked. I, and this is what is so exciting about this. Having Hijacked and adding that to the map really, um, it, it, it proves the point that they are, that the map, the Blackout map is gonna be a consistently evolving organism that is constantly changing similar to maybe other battle royale, royale games like Fortnite and that's what is exciting about this because it's a Call of Duty game that is evolving and changing over the course of weeks and that's what's so that's going to be that's what's going to be so uh, awesome about Blackout and even you know even the multiplayer there they've had a lot of you know patches and fixes and such to to the multiplayer as well so i think it's i think it's very exciting uh, definitely to say the least and you got you got to say for sure though that Activision and Treyarch they definitely got this idea from none other than than Fortnite, which we'll be talking about here shortly. Um, you know, in, in the upcoming podcast, we'll be talking about some Fortnite 
and uh, just how they have changed the industry con co completely um, uh, and, and in a very good way, in a very good way. So here we go. You know, there's a new vehicle spawning throughout the blackout map, the ARAV, armored and equipped with a turret-mounted machine gun for maximum suppression. This lethal hunk of mobile devastation can plow through stoutly defended enemy positions and take a good amount of damage in the process. So I have actually not jumped on the ARAV quite yet. Um, guys, I actually don't use a lot of the vehicles unless I'm really far outside of the circle. Um, I like to just be on, on foot, on my boots on the ground, running around, trying to find a sniper rifle and sniping people. That's what I really find a lot of fun in Blackout. And doing that with my friends is definitely um, some of the most fun that you'll have on uh, uh, in a Call of Duty, man. That, that's what the experience is. It's playing with your friends, similar to other games like Fortnite. Um, and for a limited time, winter has swept through blackout and left behind a dusting of snow in the mountains and seasonal decor across the landscape. But this holiday upgrade isn't purely decorative. Coming soon, you'll find piles of snowballs throughout blackout that you'll that you're free to pick up and whip at unsuspecting foes with abandon. Each snowball deals a small amount of damage that makes for a festive freezing final blow to a downed opponent. So so just like really cool little additions, right? Um, you know, a lot of other games are doing similar things like, you know, they're trying to kind of have that like festive spirit and, um, you know, with the snow in the mountains and all of that. I think that's really cool for Blackout to do that. And like I said, this is what this is what we were all waiting for. A, a game that had bat a battle type of game in Call of Duty and it's consistently evolving and that is just just incredible man I mean absolutely awesome so um okay so as I said guys um that is pretty much the the information based around um based around the uh based around blackout right um and so now I, I want to talk a little bit, you know, I want to talk a little bit about absolute, um, operation absolute zero. And this is, um, it, it says, you know, that it, it you know, introduces that operate operation absolute zero, as I said, introduces an all new specialist zero, as well as hijack, which we just talked about, um, as, as I said, it, it starts on, you know, the PlayStation 4 first. That's what, you know, it came out for first here on the 11th. So about uh, about a week ago, it came out. Now, new operation and new weapons. And by the way, Operation Absolute Zero. Let's just say, you know, they, they, they've been trying to take my name. I mean, you know, I should have some, like, trademark on Zero or something. I mean, come on now. Operation Absolute Zero, it actually, actually, actually sounds absolutely awesome. So, um, that being said, here we go. Um, Operation Absolute Zero revamps the black market with tons of new items available for all players to unlock throughout the season, including new weapons, blackout characters, epic outfits, a mastercraft, and more. Mastercraft and more. Uh, plus a limited edition holiday special event. Okay, we already talked about that. Uh, notably, a few new weapons join the Black Ops 4 lineup. The SWAT RFT is a well-rounded assault rifle that deals reliable damage and never lets you down in a fight. So... Yes, I, I, I got to agree. The SWAT RFT, um, I, I don't know what, what everyone else's uh, opinions are on, on different guns. The way I see it, guys, is, you know, I, I know when it comes down to it, you know, when we're talking about burst firing or if we're talking about, you know, an AR, uh, SMG, whatever it is, you know, there's so many different nitty gritty details that a lot of people, you know, really pay so much attention to. Like this does, you know, this much more damage than this gun. Um, 
I, I'm a per personally guys, I, I, I like using a lot of the weapons. I mean, I'm usually using the ARs as well as the SMGs, but overall, for the most part, I use the sniper rifles. I just really enjoy the sniper rifles. So I don't usually touch a lot of the ARs as well as, you know, some of these SMGs, but anyways, it's still really cool that they're consistently, um, you know, join that Black Ops 4 lineup to say the least. So, uh, if we uh, talk about the next, uh, the next gun, the Damon 3XB is a fast burst firing SMG to take down enemies in quick succession. Uh, you can also take a festive stab at the opposition with the Secret Santa melee weapon. If you're looking for new blackout characters, you can, you can't go wrong dropping into these zombie infested hotspots with the original Slayers, the undead, um, which is awesome. Nikolai and Dempsey. Really sick. Um, step into battle. Uh, ready to freeze out the competition with new weapons, characters, a mastercraft, epic outfits, and more. And so, you know, I, I gotta say, guys, overall, Oper Operation Absolute Zero um, is pretty awesome. I gotta say, it, it, it's pretty cool. I think that the, the, the coolest thing, in my opinion, is at least the addition in Blackout of Hijacked. I think that's probably... Uh, that, that tops everything easily for me. I, I think it's cool that they're adding things to the black market. Uh, I, you know, I have... I, I have issues with the black market simply because, you know, um, it's another way, of course, of, of all these microtransactions. And I understand it, man. I really do. As a as a as an investor, as somebody who um, understands, you know, for the most part, how a lot of these companies work and make money, I get the reasoning for microtransactions. It's just kind of um, unfortunate that you got to pay sixty dollars for the game, and sometimes even more if you get a, a, a you know some other limited edition copy. And then on top of that, if you want to get some of these, you know, different you know characters and you know and outfits and such. You gotta, you know, pay extra money. I get it though; it's optional. It's not like you have to do it, but um, you know, it would be kind of cool if these were more like unlockables from the standpoint of, you know, if I just grind hard enough, I can pretty much unlock essentially everything on my own, not having to buy all this stuff. Because that's really what, like, if you look at what Call of Duty was built on, and let's just go back to Modern Warfare Two, right? Everyone wanted the 10th prestige medallion everyone wanted it and it was you know basically unlocking all of the different uh, challenges for i believe it was was it for all of the kill streaks i think it was it was it was something it was it was like it was a lot of work it was a grind to get it uh, legitimately i know there's a lot of hackers out there that were getting it um but those were the things that were really exciting, was grinding for something. Now everyone doesn't really care about grinding. They just want to have different cosmetic items that mean absolutely nothing. And they want to show those off to their friends and such. And I get that. But I personally think it was a lot cooler to really grind for something. I think it brought so many people on the games, playing those games consistently, oh, years like after the game came out. And that's what I think made a really good Call of Duty. Um, I felt like the exact same way about Black Ops 2. Not quite as much as MW2. I felt MW2 had something very special. Um, whereas, you know, in, in Black Ops 2, it was a little bit different. People wanted to get to the Prestige Master, but didn't care quite as much. I know Black Ops 1, every Everyone wanted to get to the 15th prestige to have the moving title the first time we had seen that. Now these games are littered with all that stuff, the moving titles, the moving emblems. Um, it's just not as special as it used to be, unfortunately, but <clears throat> that's probably just be, you know, someone who's a little bit picky about it because um, back in the day, those meant so much to the Call of Duty scene. It was something that everybody was grinding for. 
And now, um, there's really no reason to prestige, in my opinion, Black Ops 4. There's no reason for it. I, I don't see any reason at all to prestige other than to say that I prestige and I don't get any, it's not like I get new weapons or I get like, you know, other skins or anything along those lines um, or any new uh, emblems or, you know, anything really cool. Now, maybe they're going to add things along the way as we go, but I got to say, as of right now, why would I prestige on Black Ops 4? What is really to do that other than that, oh yeah, the prestiges, the prestige emblems look sick. Yeah, sure, they do. They look cool, but it's a little tiny emblem, and it's next to my title. You know, it's nothing, you know, super, um, it's nothing, you know, really special that, that means like, you know, I earn this over time from playing the game and just grinding. Um, I think more so than anything, it shows when you're grinding, when you're getting those diamond camos or you're getting all these, you know, the black mat or dark matter or whatever. Um, you know, those are the things that really matter now and you can do that without prestiging. So, uh, you know, that's the only thing. I would love to hear from you guys and let me know what you all think about prestiging and uh, the cosmetic items now in Call of Duty as it's been, you know, for the past few years at least with cosmetic items. Um, and uh, kind of, do you guys, do you all feel the same way about, I, I, I guess, you know, unlocking items? Is it, have, have we lost what really was exciting about unlocking things in, in Call of Duty? Um, that's, I guess, a discussion for another day. Um, you know, maybe when we have a guest star on the show and we can, you know, have someone else to talk to about and get a, a second opinion. But with that being said, everybody, um, <clears throat> so Operation Absolute Zero, I, I, I truly believe that this is going to be a, um, I, I, I really do think it's, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, I, I, overall fantastic, fantastic hijacked. Um, you brought that into blackout. That is you, you got my support a thousand percent, 1000%. Um, so that's really exciting, guys. I think there's going to be a lot of um, up-and-coming, obvious updates that are going to be coming to Blackout as well as uh, to the multiplayer. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the, the big questions are, you know, what would I like changed about Blackout? And <clears throat> not that there's anything absolutely substantial about Blackout that I would like to be changed. I, I really feel, though, that personally I would like them to take um, I know they've already taken a lot of pages out of the Fortnite book, but I would have to say one thing I love about Fortnite is when you kill somebody in that game, you know, they drop all their loot and you get to see exactly all the loot that's just laying there and you can kind of pick and choose what you want. Whereas in Blackout, you got to, you know, open up the bag, you got to look and see what's inside of the bag and you kind of have to pick and choose what you want from there. And sometimes that can take a lot of, you know, that can take up some time. And then if there's someone near you, you have no chance whatsoever of survival. So I think personally, I would like a system where everything gets dropped and you can kind of like pick and choose what you want to pick up. And I think that's absolutely awesome. Um, I, I'm thinking maybe even something along the lines of, of like even like CS:GO. So CS:GO came out with a battle royale mode, and I watched some play some people playing that game, and I felt like the exact same. You know, I feel like it was you know a lot of the stuff was a little bit more. Uh, organized in the standpoint where you didn't have to open up a bag necessarily. You could kind of like just like pick up things. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but from what it looked like to me, it, it was, seemed like um, a a Fortnite type of idea. Um, whereas everything you can kind of like pick and choose the things that you want to pick up. So that's that's kind of a nitpicky thing about Blackout. Um, I gotta say that they've 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 nailed it though. 
um, 100% with this, with this mode. I think that they've done an incredible job because this could have been a game mode that could have gone one of two ways. It could have been absolutely terrible or it could have been absolutely incredible. Um, and I think it went the latter way where it was an absolutely incredible, um, addition to Call of Duty. And now here's the big question, guys. Here's the massive question is when the next Call of Duty comes out, and this will bring us into the future of Call of Duty, um, as far as what is going to happen when the next Call of Duty comes out. And we don't know what the next COD is. There was talk of it being Modern Warfare 4, which I think personally would be the best decision by Activision to make a Modern Warfare 4, make it that gritty feel again. What happens to the Blackout map when Modern Warfare 4 supposedly comes out next year do they add on to the blackout map and just have some like new modern warfare based you know areas like uh you know i don't know high rise or are they going to add on to the map or are they going to have a map of their own because see here's where we get into some tricky tricky things guys and this is what makes me a little bit concerned about the call of duty um about the call of duty you know uh, future so, if you have a, a another Battle Royale mode, and it's on a completely separate map, you're essentially separating that fan base again. You're basically separating the Call of Duty fan base all over again. So, so let's not even talk about, you know, how um, a lot of these new uh, DLC that come out uh, that aren't free, right? That separates the community as it is because some people get the DLC, then others do not get the, the do not get it. And I understand they want to make that money, but uh, in order to really keep those players coming back and really building, I believe that you need to make the DLC free for everyone. Um, it's going to keep everyone together, keep the community together. So now we get to the blackout, and are we going to get a similar situation where it's going to be two separate maps? And then three with the next Call of Duty that comes out from Sledgehammer. And then, you know, we go through the whole cycle all over again. It's hard to say, but I gotta say, Black Ops 4 and Treyarch called the map Blackout. So in my opinion, most likely, you know, if it was going to be more of a, a name based around all of Call of Duty, it probably wouldn't have been called Blackout. Um, it probably would have been called something else. Um... You know, something that kind of represented all of the properties within Call of Duty, not just Black Ops 4. So in my personal opinion, I believe uh, full-heartedly that, that Modern Warfare 4, if let's say that's the next game that comes out, is going to be uh, a completely new map when it comes to the Battle Royale mode. And that's unfortunate because that's going to split up the community once again. Um, unless, you know, it's a different map. But it's in the same world as Blackout, which I think is kind of something that would be obvious. It would make sense. But it's like somewhere else. And, you know, I don't know how they would work it. Um, but I really think that they need to, if it were up to me, I would say, you know, kind of move off of what you did in Blackout and have those consistent updates between both properties, both IPs. You know, so if Treyarch's updating the Blackout map, um, it updates directly to the Modern Warfare 4 servers and the same, you know, vice versa. If MW4 updates new things to the Blackout map, it kind of, Treyarch knows about it or, or it updates on both ends, right? And I think that would be something that would be really cool. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's hard to say how it's going to work out. If it, As I said, it's probably going to be a completely new map. And I think that's going to kind of separate, 
the entire community. I, I just do. I mean, unless they decide, you know, blackout, if they, if they decide to keep going with this every year, a new call of duty, um, they can just consistently as each black ops comes out or w every Treyarch game that comes out every three years, um, you know, they can just kind of consistently update blackout. If that's kind of the plan, it, it's hard to say guys, it's really hard to say how they're going to do this, but I would have to say probably all three of the companies working on Call of Duty, so Sledgehammer, Infinity Ward, and Treyarch, are probably all going to make their own separate maps. I think that's probably what we can expect, and I don't necessarily think that's a good thing, but um, you know, I guess only time is going to tell what the plan is. Um, but what we do know is that we got a battle royale call of duty and it's absolutely awesome. And it, you know, provides, you know, hours upon hours of playing. And when you get sick of blackout, you can move into modern war, you can move into the multiplayer or into the zombies, which I've never really been a zombies person guy, guys. I've never been really, really into zombies for one reason or another. Um, I don't know if it's just me. I just really haven't. But I got to say that um, from what I've heard from other fr uh, friends of mine that play it and, uh, you know, from watching a little bit of some gameplay, I got to say it looks pretty awesome. It looks like a lot of fun. So um, very, you know, good things are happening all around for Call of Duty. In my personal opinion, I think there's very good things happening and it's exciting. It really is. There's a lot that there's a lot going on and uh, we're going to it'll time will tell. Let's put it that way. Time is going to tell what all um, what all we're, we're going to, you know, what we should be expecting here, because we're probably going to be hearing about the next call of duty. Uh, you know, we'll probably start getting some previews of it, you know, next spring, maybe, uh, maybe even before that, just depending. I, I do have a lot of hopes for the next call of duty. And if it is modern warfare four, I think it's going to be absolutely, I, I think it, it could really a hundred percent put Call of Duty back on the map as as like one of the top games, if not the top game in all of gaming. Um, even though we have Fortnite right now, which is of course the biggest game out there, and you got League of Legends, you got CSGO, um, but Call of Duty is kind of uh, at that doorstep. They're knocking right now. They're kind of knocking at the doorstep to get into, you know, the, the, the top games once again in the world, which of course Call of Duty is pretty much the best-selling game ever, you know, right behind uh, GTA, but it still, this is a game and a franchise that year after year has um, done, you know, very well when it comes to, to sales. So there's no reason for them to ever stop making Call of Duty. One, one thing I do want to, you know, talk about, though, is should Call of Duty go into a cycle of making one game every three years? And I've seen a lot of people make podcasts about this, talking about, you know, should Call of Duty go on a, uh, on a, like a three year, on, on a three year, um, type of cycle where you get one Call of Duty every three year, years and you have all three of the developers working on one game, uh, at the same time. So you got Treyarch, Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer all working together to make the same property. I, I, you know, I think that that is something to definitely think about because instead of getting a Call of Duty, a mediocre Call of Duty every year, you could get an absolutely incredible Call of Duty every three years. And let's just talk about, you know, an example of this would be like Gears of War. Okay, so Gears of War, they, you know, historically have made a new Gears of War pretty much like every three years or so, maybe even four years. 
And when the next Gears comes out, uh, it's usually really good in all phases of it, whether it's the multiplayer, the campaign, um, you know, if they have a horde mode, uh, though, you know, and, and I think that is something that you really can look forward to. And then, you know, okay, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to rush it. I'm going to have this game for three years and I'm going to play it. I can get to the, the top re-up in multiplayer in three years. I can, I can, you know, get, you know, beat all the waves in horde mode. I can, you know, beat the campaign at my own pace and I can beat it a few times on different difficulties, you know, whereas with Call of Duty, you can do that, of course, as well, but you have one year and then you do it all over again. You know, there's not really any break time. Um, you know, I, I think of a game like StarCraft and I've been, a, you know, I love StarCraft 2, one of my top three games all time. And, you know, StarCraft comes out pretty much every 10 years. I mean, you get a new StarCraft like every 10 years. So StarCraft 1 came out 20, basically about 20 years ago. You had uh, StarCraft 2 is going on the 10 year anniversary. I mean, it's going on, it's going to be nine years up and coming here, but you know, so we're going to probably be expecting most likely a StarCraft 3 in the next few years. And so, um, but you have all that time to grind and get better at the game and just absolutely just fall in love with the, with the, with the, the franchise or just the game itself. And they're just constantly updating that game and, and making it, you know, um, and the community's helping make it bigger and bigger. And I think that would be something that Call of Duty would really benefit from. But maybe that's just me. I don't know, guys. I mean, we'll have to we'll have to see as time goes. Really, what is what's going to be the plan? What's the plan for 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 Call of Duty moving forward? Are we gonna Are we gonna see more of the more of the same as far as uh, just every year Call of Duty? Are we or or are we gonna get some changes at some point or another? It's something that we're definitely gonna have to keep our eyes on. And something that we're just going to have to consistently voice our opinion to the developers because at some point or another, they will listen to what the community wants. And if the community really wants a Call of Duty every year, they're probably just going to keep making Call of Duties every year. But if you want to have a Call of Duty every few years and just have a really badass Call of Duty each of those years, that's something that something else that you definitely want to keep mind of. And, and uh, just something that is definitely definitely good to think about. But with that said, everyone, I want to say thank you so much, as always, for checking out the Eight Below podcast. And I, I'm, I'm really excited about the future, everyone, of the podcast. And as I said, this is my very first episode on uh, talking about Call of Duty and the future Call of Duty, which is extremely bright. And I cannot wait to continue making more and more of these for all of you. I would love to, to hear your feedback. Um, if you guys want to, you guys can subscribe if you are new. Um, and I hope to, to speak to as many of you as possible on one of the uh, social medias that I am on, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I want to say thank you once again for checking out the 8 Below podcast. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day or night, and I'll see you guys all in the next one. Peace.